Welcome to the Joy of Geek uh, Best Films of 2015 episode. I am Rich Lepore. Jordan Alseka. Kevin Schaefer. Kelsey Lair. And uh, we, uh, our, our TV episode at this point is now out. Uh, this is our second episode uh, of our 2015 lists. Uh, lots of films to talk about this year. In, in fact, uh, Kevin, you have some strong opinions about 2015 in film. Okay, so... Why don't you uh, lead us off? So, whereas Jordan... How was the year? Alright, so, like, whereas Jordan writes for a TV website, I primarily review movies, so I saw... I, I think I want to say 27 movies this year in theaters. Wow. Um, and so... Is there I even a movie all... called 27, or is that 33? Just pro- yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Good. There's 27 um, dresses. Oh, so, yeah. <laughs> It was, a, in terms of the American movies, both in terms of Blockbuster and the Oscar ones, it was good. It was not... But when I look at this year, or, well, now we're in 2016. When I look at 2015, compared to 2014, there were more movies in 2014 that I loved and that stuck with me than there were in 2015. In 2014, we had Birdman, Whiplash, Nightcrawler, Boyhood, The Grand Budapest Hotel... Um, gosh, so many other... And then on, even on the blockbuster end of the spectrum, we had some of the better superhero movies like Winter Soldier and Guardians of the Galaxy and X-Men oh, Days wow. of Future what a, Past. Oh, wow. That was a hot X-Men year. Days of Future Past yeah. and Edge of Tomorrow. So I understand, like, because... And so and it's rare for that their movies to coalesce like that, to have really good blockbusters and really good big Oscar ones. Um, and so whereas on this year... I thought it was much more underwhelming. There were a few I really liked, but there I just wanted to say, and you know, it just happens. But there, just, there weren't a lot that really stuck with me and that I loved. But there were a few gems nonetheless. So, now would you really say it. that the high, the highs were okay? What, is it just that last year was such an embarrassment of riches, or was it that the high highs of this year weren't quite as high even? As That's this? what I. Yeah, it's that the high highs were. Still really good, but didn't match the same. Like so, your French. favorite movie of twenty fourteen? Well, that, that that's a t- that's a loaded question because there were some crazy movies this year that yeah. we've been waiting for. But like forever. ones like Birdman, like I came out of there just it was such an experience and such a it was uh, just so people richly ruined Birdman on me by telling me it was a superhero movie before I went in, and I was just like. <laughs> 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 it got fucked up for me, man. I went in there and I was oh, like, gosh, "Whoa!" Yeah. You're, I mean, just yeah. because you're you, just like, you must have just been like, oh. wait, you need a... to have the right expectations, or even better, none going yeah. into that movie. Yeah. Were you like, "What's he making a plate? Was he gonna get the fucking bird suit, man?" I I don't know. It wasn't that bad, but it, it was definitely that I didn't realize. It. I mean, that movie more than being a, uh, a a conversation about superheroes, even yeah, or superhero, you know. Uh, um, culture yeah, yeah, yeah it was yeah, much yeah. more about broadway culture right and plays right, right. and fame right and right. so it's just like wow it's like so i mean which is amazing but i got the biggest fuck over right. on that movie anyway sorry go and like i said too even the blockbusters were really good that year um whereas this one they were i mean of course we had star wars which is great but other than that they were pretty lackluster i mean jurassic world was underwhelming um I, I don't want to mention that Terminator Genesis exists. Um, it wasn't that like, bad. Yes, it is. No. It's torture. Um, I, it's pretty good. All right, sorry. We're after. It's not. The, I, I like podcast. It's, it's so not. talking about another podcast. I like Fifty Shades of Grey. So it's not the worst <laughs> term. <laughs> right. Is I'm it saying, dude? It, it's not as bad as Salvation. Did you know Fifty Shades of Grey was directed I, I, I by like a legit favorite. director? Uh, that movie was directed by a legit director. That movie is like really good casting. 
Anyway, I'm not going to even fight this fight. All right, yeah, no, don't, because we're not even going there. Right. Um, but I will give you gen- that. I mean, uh, yeah. Wait, are you talking about Fifty Shades still? Yeah. 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 Uh, what's the lead actress's name? I don't Dakota Johnson. Yeah, yeah. She's actually pretty talented in things I've seen her in before. So is so. the, the uh, Jamie um, whatever dude from, uh, he's in the fall, he plays serial killer. He's a fucking genius. They got really, and then the director, she doesn't want anything to do with the sequel. However, she was a really good director. Well, yeah. is that Samantha Taylor Johnson? Yes. Okay. Yes. I keep coming in with these names. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, you, you, it's always kind of you kind of always do. But <laughs> credit where credits due. Sorry. So um, yeah, just as a general, I don't really like to make generalizations, but as an overview, I just I was enjoy, Jay- I had more fun at the movies in 2014 than I did in 2013. Wow. I don't care about film as much, um, and I say that I'm a in the film sense, nerd yeah, no, Kevin birth, so definitely is. But this for is, me, this is totally your bread and butter. I understand. Uh, yeah. For me, it goes. comics gaming and tv all probably outrank film of like the four shows we're Uh doing just because i like going to see films but film is not something i tend to do as at home very much if you look at my dvd blu-ray collection it's uh got a whole rack of tv shows and then i got like maybe a rack and a half of blu-ray movies like my yeah not like not not like kevin we're looking at his giant uh wall there's more out there i think or it's mostly books out there yeah most of all and then you got a big big pile of new movies Um, for and, me, that, and you go to the cinema a lot. Yeah, it's a weird thing in my brain where I the thought of watching a movie. It's like it seems interminable sometimes. Even it even seems if lengthy, even if you're gonna watch five episodes of a show, and in, there's like these escape watches there, it's longer though. and more monotonous. It still doesn't feel as long just, or as much of a commitment. I love getting to know characters over a really long period yeah, of time. Jordan's like that about comics too. If a comic book is not ongoing, that's changed somewhat this year when you got more into miniseries. But in, in the past, you've been. Like, I've been trying it's not to fix ongoing. that. It's about not ongoing. It. It's not ongoing. Yeah. I like link. I like just knowing there's a big investable world, and not that and that's in our culture a, that is not uncommon. So it's not, and that's yeah. not as Lincoln's movies. I have a lot of movies I really love and right. will watch, and I like watching movies. Um, as Rich mentioned on our t- in our TV episode, we had a big Van Damme kick to watch yeah, a lot of those movies. A bunch of so I will watch, movies. but that's kind of like watching episodes of the Van Damme show where he yeah. quantum leaps into different bodies every time. Uh, but no, I like film, but yeah. so for me, it wasn't something I noticed. Right. Uh, I saw probably as many films. Actually, I saw seen. I probably did see more films last year. And I will admit, last year did have Captain America the Winter Soldier, which is my favorite superhero sure. movie of all time, so sure. there are definitely high highs last yeah. year. But I also really liked a lot of the movies I saw this year. I mean, I had a pretty tough... I had 11 movies on my short list of films yeah. I considered, so I, it was decent yeah. about how many movies I see, so uh, I enjoyed this year, Okay, I yeah. would say. I mean, I still had fun. It was just... Yeah, but there were a few gems. You yeah. know, I don't go to the movies much, so this is the most I went to the movies was this year. Because I, I just, I don't like sitting in a movie theater and watching a movie. Like, I much prefer to wait till it comes to Netflix and stay in my home. But I like since, movie popcorn, so, so that's why I go. <laughs> see, I can't eat popcorn. I have a retainer. Um, so, but since Crown Point added the uh, recliners, I'm like, no, no, I can I can relax back here. It and, makes uh, it so much movie. better. No, it does. That theater is my favorite theater of all time. It's just one they have in Charlotte. And, oh, my God, I fell asleep in both movies. But, dude, it was great. Like those, <laughs> those, those freaking recliners are amazing. I saw Jurassic World that way, and just when that movie was getting monotonous, and I'd watch like the fifteenth head get bitten off by a T Rex, I was just like, <sighs> Indominus you know? Rex, gosh. Yeah, Indominus. Sorry, sorry. It was the fifteenth like dude who got eaten. Keep by our continuity straight, please. I know. Listen, I'm a Jurassic Park nerd. Don't Indominus. All right. All right. <laughs> I saw Jurassic Park on opening night at the theater. So see, I I was. I think two. I think you were like you know uh, uh, in utero. Yeah, <laughs> I was two. You're that I, like, young. Came out in '93, so I think um, I was two. 
but yeah, so uh, and Rich, what were your thoughts on this? Year? So you know, I, uh, I I'm, I'm I'm like you are, Jordan, in, in what, what, where film is the, the fourth of those of the. No, for me, comic book and film are probably equivalent. I don't know; it's hard to say. But film is always something that like there are some standouts that I go to and I love, and there's ones that I'm really into going to. But as an overall art form, I've I've gradually shifted away from it, and I don't know why that is. Uh, I think movies started getting longer and feeling like more of a commitment. And also as entertainment started coming more into the home in better quantities and in better quality, uh, it, 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 it took away the necessity. So when I was a kid, like I did every project on Steven Spielberg. Like, every, directing was my thing. I went to film school. Uh-huh. Like Film was everything to me when I was younger. Uh, and it's just over time lost my it's lost it's not the focus for me anymore although i had a phase many many year phase when movies were it they were the be all they were the end all and you know anything from you know like i said the jurassic park movie coming out to the teenage mutant ninja turtles movie i mean i mean you name it well those are both pop movies but i mean i was also into like uh like i I saw schindler's list in the theater you know what i mean and things like that uh lots of independent movies that i'd get excited about nobody cared about things like that so i've got i've done that um, not that you ever get, to- I mean, not that there's really ever an end point on being on loving movies. Mm-hmm. Movies are amazing. Uh, this year for me was a year where I saw a lot more than I normally do, and I th- I'm hoping that trend continues because I love film. Film has huge budgets. Film allows you to tell a story in such a refined way. These 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 blockbuster movies we see have sometimes five writers doing passes, sometimes ten to get every freaking word right. Because at two hundred million dollar budget, it better be fucking right, uh-huh. you know. Mm-hmm. So it's just so poured over and perfected. It's just a different thing, and I love that. It's just different. Anyway. Well, and I think the real distinction between film and television, television is very much a writer's medium, yeah, um, and film is a director's medium. And I think you, like I said, because in twenty fourteen, right. I think especially you see that because you had a Wes Anderson movie, you had a Richard Linklater, you had um, Doug Liman did edge of tomorrow you had just all the it was, there was a lot of versatility there and diversity um, well i would say this year did this year still you had, had a tarantino you had like, inner rudy yeah, you had yeah. you had directors you had mckay coming McKay out of nowhere mckay um nailed it holy crap but not the high highs maybe for those directors and it's hard to say with the revenant haven't seen it yet yeah but, it but looks, yeah i think the directors that we do know that came out this year weren't maybe necessarily their biggest movies ever not that yeah but um I, I think Adam McKay that'll really good. No, yeah, that one, that one yeah. was that was an impressive one. We'll talk about it, I'm sure. Yeah. Oh yes. Uh, so yeah, I think that's where we're all coming at okay. from film. Uh, last episode, we went Kelsey to Kevin to myself to Rich. Given that Kevin is our big film person, I think it'd be best to end with him. So okay. if everyone's cool, I'll start. Go to Rich to Kelsey to Kevin. Sure. Great. Um, so I think that takes us also from least caring about film up to. Well, at least I don't know the exact order, but it takes us to the most. (laughs) It is definitely going this direction, even if there's some... There's some swooping. Uh, So for me, the number three film I saw in 2015 was Creed. Uh, this is a movie that... I was blown away when I got this review from you, by the way. (laughs) Not I mean, since then I've heard great things. I was amazed at how well it did, yeah. Uh, Yeah. So Creed is something that, you know, in a lot of ways... I, I will preface this. I haven't seen the Rocky movies. Um, have you seen the first one? I have not. Okay, I haven't seen one of the Rocky so this movies. Your introduction to uh, I know Rocky though. Like right, that's uh, yeah. the thing. I haven't seen the Rocky movies, but I think you'd be hard pressed to find someone who knows about pop culture that doesn't kind of know the general. Yo, Adrian. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yo, Adrian. And this one, he's just like, I'll always love you, Creed, yeah. or something like that. What is that line that he says? Oh. <laughs> I'm not sure on that one. Is that I Rocky Four? No, no, no. I'm talking about uh, 
Creed. Oh, in Creed. Oh, yeah. Oh, he's yeah. at this bed or some hospital bed. He's like, I always love you, Creed, or some <laughs> shit like that. I, I always love Apollo Creed, or I don't even know some shit. But but you know, I know that I know that I know Rocky in the first one. He goes the distance. Mm-hmm. Then he has the rematch. Yeah. Then the secret third fight mm-hmm. and uh, the battle against Ivan Drago and mm-hmm. the ridiculous <laughs> robot of the fourth movie. There's a robot. Yeah, yeah, Polly, I think. Polly or Creed has a robot butler in that. Movie. I don't know the sequels as well. Come on. The yeah, shut up. Yeah. Then you have the fifth. No, 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 you're kidding. No, then you have the fifth and sixth no, 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 movies. No, 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 no. There's a robot <laughs> you butler. You remember the joke in. For real? You remember the joke in. No, no, for you know, real? In, yes. Yes. In Spaceballs. <laughs> it's they like, made, hi, I am your robot butler. Like that? In kind Spaceballs, of. they made the joke. Um, like, like, that's where now, you'd see a robot yeah. butler. No, in, in Spaceballs, they make the joke. And now back to Rocky Five thousand you know, yeah they were just making rocky well no but i like mean that. rocky five or i think it was five was the one where he's like all grown up and his son is there and his son's like smoking cigarettes and rocky's like yeah the fifth should, movie rocky's is his like, son rocky's yeah. like yo man you shouldn't be smoking cigarettes he's like look at you dad look at all the dumb shit you did he's like i did a lot of stupid things rocky you know, balboa <laughs> he's just like uh, i'm not proud of it i'm not proud of it I just want Rich Dad to Rocky Balboa. That would be awesome. <laughs> It'd be like uh, Andy on Park and Rec yeah. acting out films for the uh, the committee there. But I did a lot of things I'm not proud of. But Rocky Six was also his son, and Mila Ventimiglia played him in that movie, uh, and had the great boxing name of Mason the Line Dixon as the boxer he fought. The Line? Yeah, not Dixon. the lion. No, the lion. Because I get Mason Dixon line. I get it. But really? I wanted to make sure the subtlety didn't. Oh, yeah, yeah. No, no, no. It didn't bang me over the head like a fucking pot. So it's arguable that Rocky got a little ridiculous uh, through its time as a franchise. Robot butler, dude. So so Creed, though, is very much... What do you care, Dad? It's its own thing, but it's also yeah. kind of a soft reboot yeah. of Rocky. It follows a lot of the beats, but it does sure. cool new things compared to what I've heard. I mean, again, I haven't seen the first Rocky. I need to. I've wanted well, to. Well, the director did Free Fall Station. He's a very talented... I think he's not an up-and-coming actor. Oh, definitely. Yeah. His name's been kind of like loosely connected to Black Panther yeah, recently, yeah. which would probably be pretty that would solid. Yeah. Um, Same with every African-American director auteur. Yeah, hey, but he's proven himself <laughs> I know, in a I franchise know. position. They're just like, what, you're black and you're really talented? Like, hey, Black Panther, right here. Yeah. <laughs> but what was great about Creed is just... I, I, I'll be upfront. I, I am a sucker for movies about daddy issues. I have daddy issues, not to get too, too personal. So anytime there's a movie about a guy who is struggling to connect with either his legacy uh-huh. or who his father was or living up or those sorts of feelings, I do get more invested. Sure. And I, But I think this is really well done because I've seen it done very poorly and that can bother me yeah. much more. Uh, but Creed, uh, Adonis Creed, as his name is, he tries to hide who he is for the longest time, but it becomes just... Uh, a part of who he is and accepting that legacy willy or won't he he connects with Rocky um, but just the whole movie is so entertaining start to finish I mean it really is there's so many nice flourishes there's a I'm surprised you haven't seen Southpaw I, I've, I know very little about boxing movies aren't really my thing yeah but Southpaw dude. Creed was yeah. Creed was sort of a case of I kind of wanted to see it because I do like um, the actor and this is the first time I'm yeah. blanking uh, Jordan. Jordan. Michael, B. Michael B. Jordan yes uh, so Michael B. Jordan is really good I really enjoyed the way, like, the boxer stats would pop up on screen whenever the opponent showed up. The intensity of his first real match with the constant, you know, no cuts in that fight. Um, His relationship with the musician uh, who's losing her uh, hearing and the way that develops. Wow, that sounds incredibly deep for a freaking Rocky movie. Well, it's there's a lot. Why did I say this? Subtle. 
Yeah, no, there, there's a musician losing their hearing like that unless they made it like, well, I'm losing my fists. You know what I mean? Like that's pretty subtle, you know, because it doesn't directly relate. Mm-hmm. Yeah, what's well, about it's not living? Because up. one person's, you know, their their main skill is deteriorating; the others is coming into its own. Yeah. Interesting. Well, I haven't seen it. But. A big part of the movie is doing what you want to do, even though it might not be the best, or it could be destructive. Like okay, so that's how they theme it together. I mean, there's yeah. a very there's thematic ties throughout. I mean, a big part of him is that he's actually a really smart, successful guy, and he leaves this job. That is, you know, the sort of like, kind of the dream job. I mean, sure. it's mostly positioned in that position where he's like, no, I want to be a fighter. I need to be a fighter. There's a reason. And, you know, he kind of tries to stealth it. And there, there's just so much to connect to. But it's, the movie's called Creed, so you kind of know. Yeah, you kind of, well, we know. Yeah. No, no, it's not like a secret from the audience. Oh, okay. He's yeah. hiding who he is. The way that is. they pulled the movie title in, though, is amazing. Because he, like, like the, the uh, mother comes in and she's like, talking to him about it and then he, he's like what was his name and then she goes his name was and then Creed flashes up and I got like goosebumps it was ah! so good. No, it's, you got played in no, the best way it in works the best well way. the callbacks are are well handled it's not overly you know and referential uh, yeah reboot these days can do that and like, it, it the way so. it like incorporates the elements like there's a great scene where he he shadow boxes. They, he puts up on on the screen a YouTube clip of the fight between Rocky and Apollo, and he like shadow boxes his father. And it's just it's it's cool. It's just there's so many cool stylistic flourishes throughout. Um, and I love the movie. It's just there was no part. It has a great soundtrack too. Oh, there's yeah, like it does. Creed's theme is just such a thunderous like jump out of your seats and start fighting someone sort of themes. Um, and it's a great movie overall. I, I think. That as far as soft reboots and this revisiting the past that has been big for the past few years, it's one of the better successes. So Creed was uh, a stellar movie, my top three. Awesome. Uh, I'm going to name my number three, and this was really close between number three and number two. Uh, if it's anybody else's higher, I'll let me know. Uh, Ex Machina. It was going to be on. Uh, it was going to be on here, but just missed it. But it'll be an honorable mention. Okay. So well, there you go. go. We can talk about it now. Yeah. yeah. Um, that movie. Um, it was good. That movie was fucking good. Yeah. I mean, really, that's all there is to say. I mean, this movie is... The what performance... a direct spoil debut, because this was Alex Garland's yeah. director. He I, wrote I know. 28 Days Later and some of those. A couple and of then, novels. And this was the yeah. one he really wanted to write. Um, not, And I've actually heard an hour and a half of Oscar Isaac and Alex Garland and the rest of the cast sitting down and talking about... I think it's on the DVD or the Blu-ray, um, but you can watch it online also. It's like an hour and a half of them talking about robotics and AI and the future. And like... Alex Garland is a pessimist about the future when it comes to AI, and so is Oscar Isaac, and they both say it. Because after they talk to Alex Garland, they're like, they move to, um, um, uh, uh, I just said it, uh, after they talk to Alex Garland, they move to Oscar Isaac, and they're just Uh like, uh, so are you, how do you, are you an optimist or a pessimist when it comes to AI? And he goes, very much a pessimist, and and they just talk about all these stuff. I mean, it just brings up such interesting concepts. That, and the way the dialogue was executed, I liked how... It has all these philosophical themes and stuff, but they felt so naturally embedded into their conversations because it didn't feel like, hey, let's beat you over the head with themes about AI and all this stuff as other directors might. It was just it very, I mean, just it, the characters were so well done. The acting was amazing. Um, and I just liked how he used that claustrophobic atmosphere to move the story along. Um, like that, that setting really became a character in it. What I loved about it is was how much a how much was packed into it, which I'll talk yeah. about in a minute. But yeah. b the biggest thing for me was well, the acting, of course, sure. and, and, and the way the acting and how good it was led to the twists. Yes, like Oscar Isaac was such an asshole. 
Um, and, and that was like like overtly so. But he used the asshole persona. He's so smart that he actually he may be an asshole true to his core. But you don't really know what I mean. You know somewhat of what he does and uses his assholeness in that one way. He rips up her picture for manipulative reasons. But he uses his actual personas to, which also sort of harkens back to AI. There's all these different connections and levels. Uh-huh. But he uses his personas and his asshole persona in particular to manipulate the kid and the audience. And so you get the idea of him manipulating the kid, just like the robotic girl is manipulating the kid and maybe manipulating Oscar Isaac, but he's too smart for it, but maybe he isn't. And then when, once the layers are pulled back in that, so you see this asshole kind of cocky guy. He's pretty hateful. You see him in his, like, shorts. He's just, like, a, just an asshole. He just, he's just very detestable when you first meet him, but yet charismatic in that startup-y, dot-com-y, uh-huh. genius kind of way. And then as his character evolves and you see how cruel but maybe not cruel like if you were the one that create that put together the bits and pixels that made these people it'd be hard for you know you could understand why he wouldn't see he'd be able to use them and rape them and not see them as real people because he built them out of technology so but then when the line is crossed the singularity is it crossed is it not that's a question that's brought up but the you know it's like to him I don't know, but then he also forms what seem like meaningful relationships with some of these creations. Right. So it's just, it asks questions, it answers them, then it contradicts them, then it answers them again, yep. and, and it's just... And it's it just, just leaves you with a lot <clears throat> to think about. And I love how it follows, you're seeing the story through Donald Gleason's character's eyes, um, who's brought into this world. He's just, at the beginning, so excited about the prospects of working with this big-name scientist on this prestigious um, internship-type thing. And um, you see as he learns about the horrors of this world that um, Oscar Isaac's character has created and everything, it just changes him and it um, and the relationship that forms between him and um, the, the AI Kander, robot, yeah. oh, the Kander's uh, character, was just so well executed. It didn't. It really never felt cliche or anything. It just. It all felt new. It was exciting and um, fun to watch. The whole thing was entertaining. Watch. Watching That's the their, thing. Like, their, you know, their verbal gymnastics and sparring, right. never knowing what's going to happen. Watching how they try to be, manipulate each yeah. other. I was worried it might be too dark or anything, but it was. I saw it on a Friday night and I just loved it. I mean, it was, it's. Yeah. I know it's yeah. so enjoyable, and I didn't really know what to expect from it, but. I mean, it's also brutal, and it's like when it, it tries to. So it makes it makes dueling cases for everything, like sure. I was saying. So it makes the case that. You know they that these that these these robots really do have humanity and sure. feelings and care, sure. and then the cruel coldness of her actions near the end say the total opposite. Like she really doesn't give a shit. Yeah, she may be able to you know think and 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 come up with good plans and schemes in that kind of way, but does she actually create an emotional connection with anyone? <laughs> That's arguable. You know what I mean? Maybe, maybe not. <laughs> yeah. I, I, this was also on my short list. Yeah. Um, I really enjoyed Ex Machina. I, not surprisingly, have a vested interest in AI stuff. Uh, sure. Given well, yeah. that I'm currently <laughs> working on a Wait, graphic novel. I mean, you have an interest in AI? You're writing a graphic novel? No, now? yeah. Uh, <laughs> what? I didn't know this. But, no, I was really looking forward to this movie. I think for me, this one had a... And it happens with a lot of movies. I think everyone here has stories about it where it was just a little too overhyped by the time I saw it. That happens. And I saw it pretty close to release, but it was just like... When when you see words like mind blowing, paradigm shifting, yeah, it's yeah, hard not true. to build it up a little true. in your head. I think that happens. Still a great movie, though. but still, well, um, well, what I mean, just because in this age of like, especially superhero movies and stuff dominating, it was nice to see a genuine science fiction movie. Yeah, it it definitely. That's what it I connected to it. I enjoyed the 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 path of it. Um, I thought it was really 
seeing the two of them, uh, Iskar Isaacs and Donald Gleason's yeah. characters kind of jockeying to outsmart one another was great. Yeah. Uh, her ultimate betrayal was uh, kind of heart-wrenching. Yeah. Um, the scene, a lot of people say it was underplayed, the part where, you know, he sees the videos of all the other girls and, and opens up the, the uh, lockers and sees that they're real girls, like the other women that he had. Yeah. That he tore apart, like, yeah. so much garbage. Yeah. But maybe that he had connections with and his, like... His like dwarfed sexuality mm-hmm. and 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 just just his right. all the things that are revealed about his character visually right. that you don't actually That's hear what him it say. was so visual yeah. like <clears throat> even though a lot of it was dialogue driven good dialogue it was incredibly visual so, and, and and as much as it was dialogue driven there was a lot it was punctuated by silence yes. by sweeping vistas yes. by nothing happening tight framing by, right yeah. a couple yeah. people just jogging out in the wilderness yeah. I mean just. Just, just it, that movie is just a, a bunch of contradictions that come together to make a beautiful case for maybe nothing. You know Very what I mean? So. It's just, it's just really interesting. It just brings up questions and answers them and doesn't answer them. And it's the kind of thing like you could go on in that world for ten hours with yeah. plot too. Like you could have a Netflix show based on those characters and uh, different robots and what happened and robots, sure. AIs, whatever. I mean, the, the different, you know, um, AI creations. It's sure. just, it's just, it's just real. But to me, that movie lives and dies. Number one on Oscar Isaac's performance to me, Donald Gleason, Gleason is absolutely great. Vikander uh-huh. is amazingly great, especially considering what she had to do. Uh-huh. They picked her because she's actually a dancing background, uh-huh. and that's how she got the physicality and the movements down so well. It was yeah. genius. But to me, Oscar Isaac's character, I was so compelled and riveted to find out like what's the truth about this guy uh-huh. that it drove me through the whole movie. Sure, uh, definitely worth seeing, uh, even if we just spoiled a lot of it, which I don't <laughs> think Kelsey has seen it yet. But sorry, <laughs> it's fine. I wanted to see it really badly, so I'm you still sure. It's on Amazon Prime. Is it? No, yeah. we'll watch it. We you have a, watch put it. it on the list. Put it on the list. Oh, I I would have think you'd see that. I'm sorry. I thought you had said yeah. I'm sorry about that. Oh no no, you're fine. It, it you, I st- I want to see it so badly. You actually just want to see it, it just more. Just ask questions about AI. You know, it doesn't yeah. get definitive answers. So you nothing was ruined. Yeah, 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 no, yeah. I know. Yeah. All right, uh, but maybe you can kill one of our dreams. What's your number three? <laughs> well, it might be higher the year. on someone else's list. So if it is, tell me. But since we were talking about Don Hall Gleason and Oscar Isaacs, Star Wars: The Force Awakens is my number three movie. Yeah, I'll put it in spotlight, a uh, short list of like, I mean, favorite blockbuster. But, yeah. So it didn't oh, make your top three? Not my top three. Okay. It's my top two, um, but go ahead and talk about it. That's fine. Are you sure? we Because yes. we can pass it till it comes to you. Yeah, I mean, that was the... the okay, yeah, also, our, if you've listened to our last podcast, I've, I mean, you know how big a Star Wars fan, so I don't want to delve too much. I think it was on it, yeah. Weekend. For both of us, honorable mention, it yeah. just, uh, it was in the short list. Uh, I think it was on my... It would have probably made top seven. You can kind of see from my, my room, I'm a huge Star Wars fan, so I've said everything I want, but I want to hear your thoughts. All right, we'll, yeah, we'll, go, we'll, we'll, we'll pass it around so that we can talk about it At that more, number but... two slot. Okay. Yeah, uh, at the number two So, all right, what's your all first right. one? What's number three for Kevin? So, my number three is one I was excited about from the get-go just because of the director, writer, and actor um, in, in each role there. And I was amazed at how poorly it did financially. Steve Jobs, the new guy. And I think oh, a lot of yeah. this is... I didn't see it. I thought it was fantastic. I think a I lot of the... Well, I think two major factors played into it not doing well financially. Having it did well critically. four movies called Steve Jobs that, before it? That would be the huge number one. <laughs> I was like, wait, what is this? Um, what? what? Particularly with the Ashton Kutcher one. That if was this had been the it, first one, then this I, is the social network version of Steve Jobs, yeah. right? This is the one with the amazing cast. Not Ashton anyway, Kutcher. Anyway, this the, is the one by Aaron Sorkin. Aaron Sorkin, who wrote Social Network, and, and it's directed by Danny Boyle. It was originally going to be David, by David Fincher, um, but there were some budget and creative differences. But Danny Boyle, you want to talk about a, a director who's incredibly versatile because 
his films have ranged from Train Spotting to Slumdog Millionaire to 28 Days Later to this. So he is one filmmaker I never know what he's going to do next. And so I think as a director, he brings a lot to this. Michael Fassbender gives his best performance of his career that I've seen. I mean, granted, there's a lot I haven't seen by him still. I still hear Shame as, like, the number one. That's it, and I need to see Shame. That's the thing. Um, so, and I, that's the, he does a lot of indie work as much as he does big blockbusters as well. Um, yeah, wasn't he, he in was, Slow West this year? Was he? Yeah. He, was in, he seems like he's in everything. I don't know. He's in a lot. Um, so, he's going to be an assassin soon. He is. Is he Ezio? Or no, is no, he... he's his own unique oh, assassin. Oh, oh, but what's okay. going back is he plays the modern day assassin, which blew my mind. Yeah. Sorry, go ahead. So going back is the that's the thing. I wish there hadn't been so many Steve Jobs movies because I really wish this would one would stand out. Which maybe it might go on in more DVD fame. Oh, it'll be it'll be if it's really the best. Yeah, it'll eventually become the definitive film. That's what I'm hoping because I mean. It was just from a writing perspective, from a directing... Well, the thing about it was is that it's not this... And I avoid biopics traditionally because I don't like movie biopics because you're trying to cram a huge historical figure's life that gets their obligatory movie into a couple hours and they're usually just not done well. I much prefer them as like a miniseries or something like that if you want to do... Interesting. Um, that, but, and so, but what I liked about this one, it was, one, it wasn't... I mean, Aaron Sorkin has said on multiple times, I'm not a journalist, even though I've write movies about real people and he did social network and all that it's you know he's a kind of shakespearean playwright screenwriter um who just wants to make these really dramatic narratives um about his characters whether he's dealing with real people or fictional um and so it's not the biopic it's not a traditional biopic first of all and also it's only comprised of three major scenes because each big act in it focuses on the launch is like takes place like it's like the 30 minutes before a launch of his major products like the macintosh and mm-hmm. um his, what was the separate com- second company was Pixar. and then um yeah and then um and then at the end the mac and so um i loved that first of all the structure of that narrative and i thought it was flawlessly executed See, hearing about that it bums me out i mean it's cool i think it's good that because there's been other movies yeah and there's so much that's known about his you know, you're saying you want to see more of a I wanted, biopic. No, I wanted to see some modern day too. I wish there'd been four parts or three parts. Yeah, there's and one not of really them cause... was the talking about because really the thing to me, I mean, he did so much of significance. I mean, imagine creating Pixar or the mm-hmm. impact mm-hmm. he had on Pixar. Imagine, um, you know, what he did in his. I mean, in Apple, but sure. but sure. to me, I still think all of those accomplishments are dwarfed. By, by the fact that everybody has a phone in their hand now that, that accesses yeah, the entire and, internet. Well, and that's how I, I don't want to get too much of it, but at the end it makes reference to that. But it but also to me, has... That's his, that, that tower is above everything. It right, changes right. the way that, I mean, everywhere I... It changes the way I live my life. Yeah. Every minute of every day. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, to and not that, include that in his movie... Well, so that's, yeah. it does a little thing with that, the, the closing scene, which is also really good. Um, but it also has uh, brief flashbacks to... Some is like you see a scene of him and Wozniak in the basement there working on, and that's another thing. I mean, um, and again, Storkin said that he intentionally made um, the drama between Wozniak and Jobs more than it was in real life, and he made it more dramatic and more created more of a tension between them than there actually was um, because he wanted to make this a real like it just feels like a Shakespearean drama as you're watching it. The other thing is that. From a directorial standpoint, um, and some people thought this was gimmicky. I thought it was a cool decision. 
each act is shot through a different camera to show the progression of technology and how it coincides with that. That's so super cool. In the beginning, you see this like sort of old fashioned eighties kind of camera work, and then uh, like all uh, on standard film. And by the end, it's shot in digital. And I loved how that progression coincided with the progression of his technologies. Cool. Awesome. Uh, I don't care about Steve Jobs, so that's why. Not that it's that's a bad I mean. movie. Yeah. Not, not, I mean, you know, I can't also, speak to it. It should not have been released in October. That was another thing. Because, yeah. Because, like, it should have been released around this time. Like, but, I know. fully recognize Steve Jobs' importance. Sure, sure. Um, but, you know, I'm not going to go watch a two-hour movie about uh, Gutenberg either. And sure. The yeah. Yeah. It's just I have zero interest in, you know, Jobs' life. Yeah, His yeah. technology has obviously had ripple effects, but, you know, I'm not... I don't worship at the Apple altar. I never really have had Apple products other than an iPod. I don't worship the altar. Not that you do either. I'm not not to say that. No, no, I understand. I know what you mean. When it comes to individuals who I don't, I just, maybe it would be really good if they saw it, and I I believe it would be. I think you'd be surprised, yeah. I think. But, I just don't. And there's way too many movies being made about it. Like, I'm like, let's learn about someone else. That's why. Yeah, that, I I mean, that's another thing. It's like, I almost saw the Ashton Kutcher one a few years ago, but other than that, it's just hard to care. Seth Rogen was amazing as Wozniak. Yeah. Uh, all Someone right. who can do comedy and drama. Nice. So, yeah. <laughs> awesome. So that brings us to number two. Okay. okay. I don't think this movie is going to be on higher on anyone else's list. Um, maybe at the same position, but I doubt that as well. Uh, for me, my number two film of the year is Ant-Man. Anyone? Nobody? Yeah, didn't think Honorable so. Honorable mention, yeah. Uh, yeah. So Ant Man was just absolutely delightful. It was fun. Uh, beginning, was great. Beginning to end, I was just enamored with this movie. I loved it so much for being something so, it not entirely unique. Uh, it, it it follows a you know plot progression that a lot of superhero movies it have done feels, before. It was a direct antithesis to Age of Ultron. Yeah, I it, it felt it like something completely different. Yeah. It's it something we feel. haven't seen in a while because so it's been getting. I think that's the idea recently, right? Bigger, bigger blockbuster action, especially in the MCU. Right, right. And I don't begrudge that. I like Guardians. I yeah. love Winter Soldier. Yeah, but it's you just need simplicity too. Yeah, I mean, this movie has... I've seen it four times now, uh-huh. and it's always charming. I still laugh. I still love the characters. I'm always happy to put it on and watch it again. I mean, you know, if we got home... I just watched it l- earlier this week, and if Kelsey were like, we want to watch Ant-Man, I'd be like, sure. Because oh Ant-Man... It made $519 million. Yeah, I didn't know it was also, that successful. Yeah, it, it surpassed some of the other Marvel movies um, in terms of box office. It's the, I think it's the most successful solo movie. Really? Debut. Debut. Okay. Um, because a lot of, I mean, even Iron Man, as big as it was, it wasn't until Avengers that they started like getting that boost of, uh, bleh, of of recognition and whatnot. But Ant Man, oh, oh, there's a sequel now. Yeah, you didn't hear about that. No. Yeah, Ant Man and the Wasp was announced. Yeah, uh, for take, 2018. Which means Black Panther and um, Miss Marvel got pushed back. No, Black like, Panther got pushed up. Oh, got pushed up. Okay. It's in okay. February of that year now. Okay, I gotcha. Uh, I didn't but yeah, hear Captain this. Marvel got pushed back, unfortunately. No. <laughs> Yeah, That's she's a, getting yeah, pushed yeah, yeah. back to freaking 2030, man. Next but thing you know, it'll be 20 Marvel. fucking 30. Spider-Man was always a part of the plan. And then, you know what? I'm glad they gave it a sequel, though. And it's Ant-Man yeah. and the Wasp. She's going to be... Because she... In a lot of ways, Evangeline Lilly as Hope Van Dyne was the best character in the movie in terms yeah, of you know being skilled and being worthy of the suit. So. Well, I think... I, 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 oh, I was just going to say, I thought what really made that movie was uh, his buddy. Yeah, no, I'm saying in terms of being a hero. I mean, as far as the comedy aspects of that movie and the the unique tone, he made it. No, Luis is pretty great, too. Um, Why? The thing... 
Oh, go ahead. I was just saying, Jordan, you and I are both huge Edgar Wright fans, so when the news broke that he was leaving, we were both like, crap. It was you a bummer. The you collective was a bummer. internet. Yes, very much so. Because, but, but I got to give props to Peyton Reed for, and to be able to pull all that off on time and on schedule, like on schedule and still deliver a good movie. And still and have the Edgar wright And retain Edgar Wright's vision. Original, what, what really what you see when you watch that movie, because I've seen most of the Edgar Wright movies, and I know the tone, and I know the way yeah. it is. And you can almost see, like a lot of movies, like Fantastic Four, for example, you watch that movie, huge disappointment this year for a lot of us, for, for the world, really. It's got like, what, a 5% on, <laughs> on... Anyway. Yeah. But that movie, you could see that it was being torn in different directions. Yeah. Well, Ant-Man 2, um, I could see that... It was it, rather than feeling like it was being torn, though. It was a beautiful segue between the Edgar Wright style and the Marvel Cinematic style. The very reason I think that when you were saying uh, it was unique and new, and then you went back and you were like, "Well, it's not that different." You no, know but what it I mean? just does but it in a, what, in a cool you, way. But you yeah. see what I'm saying, though? If it, Edgar um, Wright did it, you'd be able to say it was fucking crazy different. But than I get any it. other MCU movie. So, so what I'm saying is they did a really good job keeping the Edgar Wrightiness. But keeping it in the MCU framework and grounded. Yeah. No, certainly. Like the most, the thing that to me strikes it is a lot of the camera work. I, I think his heist, or more particularly the heist scene where he goes to take the suit back, all of those fast cuts are very much like Shaun of the Dead's, to, you know, getting ready for work scene or things like that. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I think just uh, what it did the year that it had, there was a lot of goodwill that built up. Peyton Reed is a huge comic book fan, yeah. which he brought to the project. Yeah. Uh, Evangeline Lilly's interview where she talked about the script and talked about why Edgar left the project and... Oh, really? Yeah. What did they say? Well, she had a big interview where she was like, she was very worried about staying with the project after Edgar and worried that they were just trying to make it what they wanted, but it was a matter of fitting it into the universe in a way that she recognized Edgar Wright's version of the yeah. film would not. And I can understand that. Did she that. say why? Just the way he wanted... The things he wanted to do. The sto- well, shot right, styles. Yeah, because Wright... Deve- he brought the concept to Kevin Feige... Before the MCU was even created. Well, no, so, no, no. I know that it's been like, in yeah. fucking making for ten years. Yeah, yeah, but what I yeah. mean is, what aspects of it actually, like, okay, so in overall strokes, she said that. Did she get specific? Not like super duper specific, but enough to get the idea that yeah, Edgar Wright has a very specific film style and a very specific way of shooting and yeah, probably visuals that he would have wanted to do that weren't necessarily going to fit as well. And I can understand not coming to creative differences and just deciding to leave the project. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. And then the trailers were great, and just the movie itself. It was, um, it was it's so my much fun. The summer, other than Inside Out. Yeah, it was a great movie for the summer. Um, it had what I think is just one of the most comic book moments of all time when it's oh, like the yeah. Falcon versus Ant Man because it's so that was awesome. it's so something that can only happen in a comic book. It universe. bummed me out that Falcon lost though. I'm like, I was thinking to myself, this is a character Falcon who's supposed to like get get like propped up like they're trying to build him right now and it's like he gets his ass kicked by ant-man yeah because because who knows how to fight a tiny nobody but still it's so but i love that crap out of him when they're building i I always perk up when that happens and i don't know it's just i said it at the time and i was worried well will it live up once i've seen the film more times but yeah i think ant-man is easily my second favorite film of the mcu you want to know another thing that may oh really wow yeah you know another thing that really makes that movie awesome is um, the fact that Michael Douglas brings this amazing grounding and like old school Hollywood cinema sure. feel to it. I watch it, I feel like I'm watching Disclosure or something, uh, uh, or The War of the Roses, or some awesome fucking Michael Douglas movie with just his his tone and his voice. Sure. It's so Hollywood and awesome. I just sure. love him. He grounds it so well. Anyway, yeah. love him. Uh, that, no, so I overall I loved Ant Man. I'm very excited. This second, sequel. second, best. yeah, second favorite of the entire. That's impressive. 
And Winter then Soldier uh, is number one. Winter Soldier is yeah. number one. Yeah, far and away. And then Guardians three? No, I don't know. Uh, probably Guardians or Avengers. Oh. I'd go back and forth. Um, but I'm very excited to see him in Civil War next year. That's oh. a mixing of my two favorite movies. Yeah, this year now. Wow. Like, yeah. yeah no. Two months. Yeah. It's, it's very close. Uh, anyway, oh, so that is for me. Cool. My number two, Rich. I think we know. So, yeah. what's yeah. great about The Force Awakens? So, um, it's really hard to say to not talk about this aspect. So, every time I turn on the internet uh, in weeks after the movie came out, I see a new record it broke. Yeah. Now it just yeah. broke past Titanic. I think the only thing it hasn't surpassed now is maybe Avatar. It's Avatar. And that's Avatar. coming. Yeah. And that's yeah. Coming. No, yeah, it's got less than eighty four million to go. I mean it's, it's that's coming. So I mean mm-hmm. it's just it's just it's it's destroying everything. And all of and, and in the last couple of weeks, that's the positive I've been hearing about how it just storms forward. On the other hand, all I hear about from everybody is like a souring on this movie critically. Is it's a fucking shot by shot rehash, rehash. And I completely tread. disagree with that. We, I we've do talked too. a lot about this. It just on the pisses me you fucking know, I, off. I don't I'm that. so sick of hearing it. Now, I'm not saying that it's not true that it followed the very the, the first film very very closely. But in so does ways. Phantom Menace. Like that's a big part of Star yeah. Wars yeah. is that rep- the repeating of elements. I mean, it's a, it's, yeah. I mean, because it's all based. I said this in the podcast. It's all based on the hero's journey. I, there's people and like you have to yeah. repeat. Uh, there's there's things right and like you know the father and the son and you know the, yeah. just all those kind of aspects and 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 just the drama that that brings can't be topped and yeah. and and so you know it's just people wanted that movie they were given that movie and now people like David Edelstein go on NPR and they're just like Errol the fans wanted to buy the I don't want to do the real impression of him because it would be offensive but all the fans want is this buy the book buy the numbers you know remake of the first film and that's what they got and they loved it. Good for them. You know what I mean? Like, oh, I, I hate you. I don't understand that. I don't understand know. the big backlash that's coming out against Ray too now. There's like, so there much hate there. There's such a so just, like, What is the hate about Ray? That the she's, 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 she's a Mary yeah. Sue. Like they're saying she's yeah. a Mary Sue, and I'm like, Max Landis has said that the screenwriter of Chronicle and American Ultra. It's and all that, yeah. really. Yeah, yeah. I was surprised by that, but no, granted, he, he is a. I mean, he can be a critical writer, but you know. Well, dude, but, there's yeah. just I mean, the that movie, the the the, the interesting characters that they created, oh, the diversity that it brought yep. to Star Wars in a way that didn't clash with the film at all. Like it, right. you know, it wasn't like injected diversity just for diversity. Yeah, sake, exactly. That yeah. that, 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 that so damaged natu- the classicism of the movie. It was so it was natural and, and perfectly yes. done. It, it, it added just so much, uh, for lack of a better word, color and scope yeah. to everything. Mm-hmm. In the, in the, and, and it just it just was uh, it's just an amazing movie it's so fun you sit down in the theater to watch the new Star yeah. Wars movie and the minute I wrote this up on the uh, when we talked about the Star Wars but I, I mean just the minute you sit down and the Star Wars swell of music comes on with Star Wars on the screen yeah. oh, and yeah. the audience seeing it experience the whole down. place erupts with like joy just oh, it's about just, yeah. and, like, and, it's just, oh, and, so good. and they actually that scene on the bridge they did it in a way that that I still didn't really know. I mean, it wasn't spoiled on me at all, thankfully, and I didn't mm-hmm. know what was going to really happen on the bridge. I loved not knowing. I loved being surprised. Even though I thought I knew. Oh, yeah, Adam Driver. Kylo Ren. Oh. His, his performance. That was awesome. I, that was like everything Anakin should have done. <laughs> yeah, I know. That's, that, that's what Hayden Christensen well, should have done. Because he didn't play any kind of, cra- any kind of cliche. Yeah. He was literally... Uh, like like Adam Driver's version of a villain. Like it was just like you know it was very Adam Driver if you ever seen Girls. Mm-hmm. But it's just you know he's doing his same sort. Of, I mean I know he worked really hard to get the voice right and stuff, but it still sounds like fucking Adam Driver. Yeah, to me. no, it's, it's it's. But but it but in a really it really fits the universe that the casting on that film was fucking brilliant. 
Oh, he's oh, so oh my brilliant. god, Oscar Isaac is Poe Dameron, who is oh, probably dude. one of my favorite he characters. He plays against types so hard in that. Have like, you he's watched always Dower in series. Our podcast on no, this I haven't list. listened to it yeah, yet. Yeah, we geeked about Poe Dameron for so long. Like, dude, just, so yeah, awesome. I, it's, it's such a fun movie. Um, I love the new characters so much that I'm oh, excited I, I to mean, follow them in the future. Yeah. And I don't... I don't under like yeah going back to that just because I feel like it's something worth talking about is with Ray it's like oh, yeah. there's so Ray and Finn both have like these criticisms where it's like oh how could they it's fight so Kylo Ren which is such a stupid thing for one because Kylo they Ren both is immature too like it, yeah. he's not a Vader yeah. master and he took know? a giant like, gut shot yeah from Chewbacca, yeah, Chewbacca. Yeah, yeah, yeah. well you don't but, but, even but have to defend that. You don't yeah. th- I don't care if he took 10 gut shots or he just got juiced up by the Emperor. Right. Either way, he's a fucking, you know, kid trying to find his place with, exactly. with a and teacher double that, that didn't it's be- like, wasn't able to It's so teacher. dismissive of this idea that Rey and Finn did both have weapon training. I mean, she was right, beating, right. kicking ass with that stick. And I'd also, it's like, you're going to the fan, or to the, like, the cannon to try to support it. It's like, okay, everyone, always, the argument I hate is that, oh, the lightsaber's a weapon you have to specially train with. And it's like, it's a stick it's a with stick a laser with shooting out of it. Thing. And you, you can swing better. Right, you can channel the force better. Yeah, yeah, everyone's supposed well, to say and that, that Finn like is not force sensitive, but he can still. Uh, and even if, yeah, yeah, even if you're critical of how good she is with the force, isn't it a hugely hinted at that maybe she was being trained in the force before That's she was what, and, like yeah. sent exactly. off to Jakku? So it's exactly. like there's so much where it just seems like criticizing to and criticize. Wait. And also, it's one of those things where it's like, shut up and wait. Why don't you see how That's they pay what I'm off? Saying. Yeah. We'll you. see. You know, yeah. well, no, he just mentioned it. He said yeah. the thing about we may find out in movies in eight and nine yeah. that. That, 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 that there's a very damn good reason why no, she's that No, I thought that, that this movie did a very good job of setting up the new guard of characters yeah, and also... I mean, that was J.J. Abrams' job. No, that was. He set up such a good starting point for these characters and it's just... It's, and the universe. And he the, builds and the a universe, universe to play in. And it's now on to the second movie to yep. expound upon that and the third movie to expound and then close up on it. So I honestly, I have no... The only thing, the opinion of on the characters is that they're great characters. I think they have... They, grew they, they grew up a little bit but they uh, didn't grow up a lot but they don't need to that's what the second movie's for is for yeah. them to all grow up they did develop though enough they did develop for, though, i think enough. this movie but and people are and like, their relationships developed a ton too. oh yeah no definitely but i'm so excited because they this new guard stood up against the old guard really well like mm-hmm. i thought that they were just they were just as good as the old guard and i thought the old guard had a very nice you know hint at and you know that, that it's like okay well now these new guys are going to take over and it's they had their place, and it, I just, I don't understand the criticism. It was such a fun movie. Oh, yeah. It made it, me cry. And, I mean, and it made everything me you wanted it to be. And as and a diehard Star Wars fan, from just like, and as a movie critic, it was the perfect culmination that just, I it's mean, everything it's you want. It's what a blockbuster, it's what I want in a blockbuster, you know? It's everything yeah, exactly. it needed to be, it's everything I wanted it to be, and there was no time when I was watching it where I was like, man, this is annoying, I'm not having fun, or this is boring, <laughs> no, or any of that, the whole time it scored. It was so funny, too, like, yeah. oh my, it was so funny, I just, it was, it was one of, like, a perfect movie, yeah. it's just, it was so good, it was like, what you would want in a Star Wars movie, yeah. when you were, when you wanted to see Star Wars, and you sat down, and you're like, no, this is exactly what exactly. I wanted to see. Yeah. So. From the music to the uh, practical effects to the robots yeah. to the acting to the cast. I mean, just yeah. anyway. Yeah. All right. Cool. Uh, so <laughs> I think you're about to have to pass the buck. I again. happen to know that my second favorite is someone's number one. So, um, but I will say it anyway. Uh, I'm a big horror movie fan. Love horror movies. Watch them all the time. And so, of course, the best horror movie this year, It Follows, of course, is going to be on my list somewhere. But I happen to know that someone's number one. So we will, of course, talk about it later. So I will pass it over to Kevin for his number two. So my number two is, again, like, while I was disappointed with a lot of uh, franchise flicks and stuff this year, Star Wars, and this one proved that 
franchises, reboots can still be good. Mad Max Fury Road. Um, I mean, what an experience. Holy that was crap. this year. Yeah, it yeah. was. Well, I didn't see that. Um, oh, you haven't seen it? No. And oh. I, no, everyone's like, I've seen the theater. I don't give a shit. I have a huge TV. I'm fine. Right. Well, well that, that is another one that's on someone else's list. For Ed number one. Oh, it's your number one? All right, cool. So, so we will talk. Yeah. That takes us through number twos. Uh, right. So well, we have, we know half of what's going to show up in a minute here. <laughs> All right, that's uh, fine. That's fine. Uh, that also means that the rest of the movies will just come out and be awesome. But So honorable mentions, we will now go through quickly some movies we wanted to And then a couple out. disappointments. Let's try to roll through it quick. I, I know oh. I'm the worst offender about that. I think we're going good since we had two pa- buck passings in okay. there. <laughs> yeah. uh, no, uh, so for me, I mentioned Ex Machina. Yeah, um, that's something I will mention as well. I'll talk more about Mad Max Fury Road as we get to it. Cool. And Inside Out was, yeah, that's, no, it yeah. was the best animated movie <laughs> yeah, of the no. year, yep. so uh, that is a My honorable one. mentions were X-Machina, Star Wars, Inside Out. Inside Out was it, arguably Pixar's best. Yeah. yeah. You guys? Uh, I, I liked, um, Ant-Man was my honorable mention. It oh, been my Spotlight, fourth. too. Sorry. Um, what was that? Spotlight. Spotlight. It just, oh, oh, just yeah. came out, right? Yeah. yeah. Recently, yeah. Really good display of journalism, and I liked Tom McCarthy as a director. Um, word. Uh, so yeah, honorable mention Ant Man. Um, and uh, Kingsman. I love that. I yeah, li- that's, mm-hmm. that movie surprised me. It had that's an good. awesome voice that I didn't. Ex- that, was that, that was very. Uh, it was it was unique to me and, and really cool. So those are my two honorable mentions. Um, well, mine are Ant Man and Creed, but I also want to throw in um, like well, the visit. I loved the visit. What a, oh, <laughs> I, I love fun. the visit. Too. I had fun with it. I that was like, such a fun oh, time. I the said theater. That. I love the visit too. It was too. such a fun time. In the I'm theater. so glad you said so that. Bad. I absolutely loved it. I enjoyed it so much. It's it's such a fun movie to go see. I I good job in my Shyamalan. Like it, good, good job. What he finally I did it. He made quick, another one. Quick note on that. The best part about it was that because the other the reason I think his previous ones have failed so much is that he took them too seriously. Mm-hmm. This one he just has fun with. I mean, like it's good campy horror. It's nothing terribly original, but it was just like. They, the moments that make you jump, like, you totally see them coming, but they still make you jump, you know? And the like, character, you told me how good the kid was, and he is so good. No, and, oh, T-Diamond Stylus. T-Diamond Stylus. T-Diamond Swerve. Swerve. No, I love that girl. <laughs> I love that kid funny. so much. No, it's, it's, such a, it's such a fun time, and it's, I think it has pretty good horror elements, and it mixes yeah. the, the horror and comedy perfectly And together. that movie is uh, really clean, too. Like, the, at mm-hmm. the end, when they yeah. when they do his rap, they use his rap to, to, to give you an epilogue. Yeah. yeah. That's that fucking amazing. genius. They that talk about, like, how, how he got the whatever put on his face, and he had to, like, it took him three months to get over it, and it's in his rap. Yeah. Instead of some boring epilogue to a movie. You, an epilogue in a horror movie like that, it, it always comes across yeah. as weird, because it's like, well, they're fictional characters, and, like... But that the way they did that, it, no, was, it was so it was good. No, it was so good. Yeah, yeah, that, was fun. that was it was such a fun time in the theater. So fun, so definitely. I, I went. You guys told me how good it was. Uh, you, uh, Jordan, and um, Kelsey, and so I like, went out to the theater that night and went and saw it because I had to, and it was awesome. All right. So as far as disappointing, um, can can we just call this uh, the Age of Ultron yeah, category? Yeah, well, the thing about Age of Ultron that was the only one that really disappointed me because. The other ones that were bad, I knew they were going to be bad. Yeah, so they it, was either, like, it was either it was, that or yeah. I didn't have expectations. Right, right. So, so was, I didn't care. Or they met expectations. The yeah, thing so. about Age of Ultron, like, and I think the biggest thing is that it reflects how much Joss classed with Marvel on this in terms of creative differences. And that definitely shows because he wanted to do, I think, less of the Phase 3 setup and make it more i think if he had more creative control but this is where we're running into problems with the mcu because it's becoming so vast and so intricate that creators have less freedom and you know i mean that's the problem i, I it's a balancing act i don't hate i don't hate that movie i think that i don't hate fun. it but it was disappointing i, I think it's yeah, fun I, and i think everybody's forgetting about um 
Um, and you, I'm even forgetting his name. Uh, what's that villain's name? Oh, Ultron? James yeah. Spader? James Spader's performance was so good. He may not have yeah, gotten I mean, enough screen good, time, but, but like, I loved him in that. And that but I preview the, and, oh. I thought the character was terribly done. I mean, yeah. I, like, I Look, mean, it was just the most... That was another forgettable Marvel villain. I love James Spader. But. I think as far as Marvel villains go, I, I do agree he's one of the better ones. But uh, just having seen it four times now, uh, every time I see it, and I tweeted this, it just feels less and less like there's a... A gr- like there's less and less there there yeah there's a mm-hmm. lot of setup there's a lot that just feels like it doesn't pay off as well as it could ultron is a little un it could use with a little more fleshing and a little more focus it doesn't feel like his movie as much and i, th- no, I felt no. that way yeah, going out of the so. first viewing yeah and just the more i see it the less it serves as its own fun time like right. the first avengers is its own fun time. Um, Guardians of the Galaxy is a movie that I feel I've, I've, I soften on with each viewing just because I don't feel like the comedy works as well each time. But overall, I still enjoy it as a big, fun adventure that sets no, up that right. world. you're right. I've seen it again, and I was like... Mm. Also... But it sets up its world yeah. really well and is a good first movie. I feel like Avengers Age of Ultron feels like a middle child that's sort of trapped. Well, even in terms of the aesthetic, it's such a diversion from... A deviation from the first movie because the first movie has this very bright colors, bright aesthetic. The second one, it totally does this more, like, wannabe noir style, and it just felt so out of place um, at that point because, like, it's just... It was trying to be so hard, predecessor to Civil War, predecessor to Civil War, and it was just, like... it. I felt like that was too beaten over the head, both in terms of, like, the content they showed toward the end and in terms of the style of it. I mean, even the fight scenes just didn't... Like, I wasn't that entertained by Like, I mean, the whole Chlorobuster one, that just what it was just... Eh, it was I, think, okay. I think one Rather, of the problems is, not only was it following some of the better, like, action in the MCU, yeah. like Captain America, the Winter Soldier, Street yeah, Fights, yeah. Daredevil's brutal fist-to-fist combat, right. and then it's just, Age of Ultron, Two there are two problems, but one, it's not as new and fresh. I mean, yeah, there are yeah. some new combos, but... It's not as exciting as the first time you see all the Avengers together, team up yeah, and yeah, fight yeah. together. Yeah. The other thing is it does threaten and risk to fall a little bit into, I'm watching a CGI cartoon. Yeah, yeah. Because so many of the fights, Hulk versus uh, Hulkbuster, um, yeah. Iron Man, yeah, Vision, yeah, yeah. and Thor teaming up to fight Ultron, right, all right. of the Ultron robots. It just, it makes me excited that Civil War is so many actual people yeah. fighting. Like, even that one fight between, in the trailer for Civil War oh with Bucky, Cap, and Iron Man going at it feels so much more impactful yeah, and it does. thrilling than a lot of what we saw in yeah. well, I think Ultron. That, I, I think there's no question that that scene got cues from Daredevil. When you look at that scene and the way it feels... And I don't know about it that. Is, it was being shot when Daredevil would have been released, so it's... Yeah. Well, whatever, it it, it, it reminds me of that Daredevil. I, I find I it funny that. just because all three of, like, the big Marvel things at that time had, like, the ongoing uh, no, no cuts from the camera shot, because right, right. that had it, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. had a moment like that, and then Age of Ultron did it. Uh, but that's again. That's what happens when you have so many different projects going on. There's gonna well, be some anyway, I love that. Uh, it's it, it, I like that for the same reason I like that Daredevil fight. It's just like it's so. There's no special effects, really. I mean, there are because Iron Man's whole suit is a special effect in a way. I love that. But the, it's the, so thunk thunk clunk clunk, just like oh no, it's that gritty it punches sort of and it really hits and it, just, it, it's just, oh, satisfying noises that you hear. Yes, and, and, and I think so that beautiful. comes from their style anyway, because that's very much an evolution of his yeah. fight with Winter with the Captain America Winter Soldier fight, like that that's night true. fight. That's true. That's very much but their style. The reason style. this reminds me more of it is because it's enclosed. That's all. No, I think that can. But I think that comes from the choreographers they've used already. And you know, I, but no, I'm I'm looking forward to that. I think Age of Ultron just kind of got. Stuck in an unenviable position. Like, it wasn't bad. It was just 
very at the low end of the spectrum for the MCU. Yeah. Yeah. I think I love the vision, but that was about the only thing I loved in it. Yeah, I, but I think we're going to get a lot of good movies that wrap up trilogies and introduction to characters for the yeah. next while. Yeah. Uh, Doctor Strange, Thor, Ragnarok. Well, right. Hopefully we'll get a good Thor movie, a great Thor movie, finally. I just have a problem. I think the biggest problem I have is sequels that try too hard to be like the Empire Strikes Back of their or the Dark Knight of their trilogy or whatever like Star Trek and Darkness tried that this tried that like they try to go too dark and all that and it just feels out of place and forced so wait I have a question um on your on your about your big list uh the only thing that's worse than Age of Ultron is uh Iron Man I mean is uh is Thor 2 no no Thor 2 the Incredible Hulk Hulk. and eh, I go back and forth with Iron Man 2 which one of those I like more Mm -hmm. but uh, wait, 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 wait. But what about uh, uh, Iron Man 2 Thor, Thor 1? Thor 1's very middle of the pack. I'd probably put it 6th or 7th. I'd have to remember everything right now. But I know I... Like, it and Captain America, the first one, kind of go together. But I like Captain America more. See, I put Thor and uh, 1 and 2 just together. Actually, Thor no, it's probably 8th. It's probably right above it because I, Iron Man and Iron Man 3 I like a lot, too. So. I love Iron Man 3. Okay. Um, uh, is it my turn or no? Disappointing. I mean, oh, if, yeah, you, yeah, I mean we... if you're not in the Ultron camp, then... <laughs> You, you enjoyed it more than us. Yeah, yeah, I thought it was fine. I mean, I've only seen it once. This doesn't have time to sour. I just like James Spader in it so much. He's probably my favorite villain. And, I mean, I don't want to make sweeping calls. I haven't seen all the movies that many times like you guys have. But I just love I him as that a stuff all the time. I just love him as a villain so much <laughs> that, anyway, I love that. Um, so my, one of my disappointments, Jordan's going to disagree with heartily. But I, I, for me, I had such high expectations. And I knew my expectations were too high, but I couldn't help it. Uh, and that was Trainwreck. Uh, when I have... Uh, when I have Amy Schumer and when I have uh, what's the guy's name the director um, god damn it um, I can't think of his name the guy who did uh, uh, everything uh, Appetite, sure, Appetite. Appetite. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, you know t- teaming up together to make a movie which is going to be her feature debut and they were going to write she was going to write it primarily herself yeah. but with help from Apatow I was like dude this is going to be finally you know the 40 year old virgin but Amy Schumer because mm-hmm. that's to me the best Avatar by far. Yeah, I fucking love that movie yeah, so much. I think it's fucking drop dead hilarious the entire time. Same. I love that movie. Uh, I you mean, need to read Sick in the Head then, the book by Avatar. Uh, oh, I definitely do. Yeah, I definitely do. But anyway, for me, Trainwreck was. I, I, there's. It's known that at a certain point the movie was going in one direction, more fictional, and Judd Apatow encouraged Amy Schumer to write more about her actual life and make it dr- veer closer to her experience when she was in college and she was really, in her words, slutty. Uh-huh. Um and uh, or promiscuous, um, I think that that did a movie the movie a disservice. I think whatever she was writing originally, I would have rather have seen because of this. When you make it, it that movie doesn't respect her. Uh-huh. I'm watching her getting ridiculed and disrespected too much too often in that movie, and it's not enough of an excuse that oh well she wrote it about herself so that's okay. Mm-hmm. I just don't enjoy watching her in a cheerleader scene at the end, going, oh, oh, look at me in this suit, I'm kind of fat in. You know, I just don't like it. It just makes me, it's just gross to me, mm. and it makes me think gross things about my probably my favorite comedian right now. Yeah. I just didn't like that part. There are great jokes. It's really funny at times. I really like um, Bill, Bill Hader. I think he's freaking awesome. Yeah, yeah. He's a great foil for her. I love how authentic and genuine he is against her flightiness at least at some point and yeah she has a turnaround like in all random comedies and there's the wind back scene and all that shit um and so like all of that sort of redeemed but it just by by making it ostensibly about her life and having it be so 
negative and just so so I don't know permiss I, I don't know it just it just rubbed me the wrong way and it wasn't funny enough to warrant it for me but but that said Amy Schumer like I can't believe she I, I think I just forgot which is why her show didn't make my top list for TV because her show on the other hand uh, fudge machine and stuff like that oh and then the really intelligent you know angry men and mm-hmm. and uh, you know was it 12 angry 13 angry, what is 12 it? angry men 12 inside angry amy men. schumer 12 angry men and then the one where she does uh, bill cosby even before the bill cosby thing was heating up as hot as it got she was doing a thing offering pudding pops to the to the jurors to to win their favor and saying uh i know you think bill cosby did these awful things but i just have one question and the whole case hinges on this do you like jello pudding pops? And then she like gets some out and hands them to the jurors. I mean, it's just really funny. She's ahead of her time. She's fucking brilliant. And and just the way that she, without ripping it, without like being offensive, takes down all of those like you know, um, what do you call it when you sh- shake your butt in rap videos? Oh, like twerking. Yeah, she she like rips twerking a new asshole with Fudge Machine. You know what I mean? Like and and it's just it's just so good. It's just like she almost if you've seen Fudge Machine, it's almost impossible to watch an ass an ass rap video the same way. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, it's just so, I, I don't know, I just think she's so socially genius and brilliant, and I thought it would be a smarter movie, especially Apatel's been going in a smarter direction with um, the one, um, what's the one about the adults, uh, 30 something, or, oh, uh, this is 40, this is 40 yeah, and things yeah, yeah. like that, I, I don't think that movie's that funny all around, but uh-huh. like, he's going in a more mature direction, there's real potential there, I just thought that combo was gonna like explode like dynamite, right, right. I don't know, that's, that's, that's I, sure. I enjoyed it, I don't know yeah. that I'd heartily disagree, <laughs> yeah, it's understandable, I, I, yeah. I worked for me well enough, yeah, um. <laughs> well that's, that, well no, I just remember saying I didn't really like Trainwreck that much, and you were like, oh, I really liked it, so that was all we said, <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> But I, I just thought you were going to I like, think the conversation was, I liked something. I disagree. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, no, uh, anyway. Yeah, no, it's it's fine. All right, so... Oh, no, I have one more. This, one is, more. this is the only one, and this one doesn't probably know disagreement here. Nobody, I'm sure, saw it. I'm a big Jillian um, Flynn fan. Um, I love, I've i read all of her books. I love Gone Girl uh, a lot. Uh, the, uh, the best. Dark Places came out. Dark Places <laughs> came out. Dark Places came out. And uh, it went uh, direct to video here, or maybe it was a limited screening, and yeah, then went to video. The movie was uh, complete train wreck, front to back. It would have to be after the success of Gone Girl, I not know. to at least try and it's be like bad. from the author of Gone Girl. It's that bad. It wow. says from the author of Gone Girl on the DVD. <laughs> <laughs> it's that bad, and the, and, I, and I got it, and I was still pumped because I like it that much, and I've read all the books, and I fucking love them, and I love that book. And it's just horrible. It's the worst casting ever. Charlize Theron is the literal opposite of that character. Um, and, I mean, from front to back, it's a, it's a, it's a train wreck. Mm-hmm. So, anyway. All right, uh, Kelsey, hit us with the number one that you have. Oh, did, she have, did you have honorable mentions? Or, well, no. Or did you I have disappointments? Disappointment was Ultron. I was, I'm in yeah, the Ultron yeah. camp. I, <laughs> what about yeah. Fantastic? I didn't That's have not my, a disappointment. I knew, that, I knew it was going to suck. It actually was better guys. than I thought. Yeah, so exactly. Was, like, if anything, surprise. Surprise. Uh, Fantastic Four, not as bad as I thought. Uh, wow. It's but, got a 10. So, it's got a 10 on Rotten Tomatoes. But, okay, that's, not, that's hyperbolic. That's why I don't agree okay, with that. Yeah. Anyway. Okay. So my number one Your movie number one movie was... My number one movie it was already talked about someone's number two. But you have a single movie of your own on the list, Kelsey. Everyone else you shared with everyone else. You know what? I'm gonna come across this table at you. <laughs> no, no, nobody's talked about it yet. This is all your ball game. I know. Well, it's it's um. It's no one's Ma- talked about no, it, but it's, 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 she shared. Just I was the just cat maybe yeah. out of the bag. Yes, but it's Mad Max Fury Road. It's it was, it was such an awesome movie. Like you were in awe as you watched that movie. It's it, it was amazing how they managed to make a giant 
action chase scene into a movie that yeah. was fantastic. Yeah. And it's... even then, the writing is still good, even though the story is paper thin intentionally. Yeah. yeah and that's a thing throughout the Isn't that the funny Mad when Max. a story is paper thin and the movie's awesome? It well, becomes, I mean, that's wait, wait, wait. That's it becomes paper Max thin years. intentionally? You know no, what I mean? But, because yeah, the, the movie's f- awesome. It the was focus is on letting the story be told through the character interactions yeah. and, and just, teasing things. Be. I'm just busting your No, I know. It's it's funny. Do you have any knowledge of Mad Max coming into him? I had a, a little bit of knowledge uh-huh. coming into it, but not, 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 not enough. Um, I saw, I've seen the second one, Road Warrior. Yeah, Road Warrior. So I haven't seen one, yeah, first yeah. or the third one. I know, yeah. of course, about the one where Thunder he rolls Thunder. up with the dog from the beginning. Yeah. yeah. Hey, I have a quick question. What did you think of Furiosa, Kelsey? I love Furiosa. I know you do. I had a cat named Imperator Furiosa. So. Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> I got a picture with an Immortan Joe cosplayer at Engine Oh, really? Yeah. yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, no, but it's just an it's an awe-inspiring movie. Like, oh, you're just was... sitting there. It was a movie. Jordan and I actually went to go see Unfriended, and then... It was just sort of a lark. I don't know that either of us were... We weren't looking forward no, to Mad Max. I wasn't Max. really looking forward to Mad Max. Yeah. It looked cool. I was hearing I good things, though. And yeah, so the yeah. buzz machine had started. Yeah, right. the buzz machine It had started, started, like, the week of... started growling really, like yeah. an engine yeah. in a desolate wasteland. So we went and saw it, and I was just like... Oh my god, this movie's amazing. Everyone I know needs to see it. Like, I went out, like, I got home and I like, kicked open my brother's door and was like, you need to go see Mad Max now. And then he, like, came home and he was like, Walk. witness me. You know, yeah, your brother like, already yeah. walks around shirtless, so it's yeah. the part he was born to play. You yeah, just need to shave his head. Yeah. He was born for a war dog. Another thing I liked, too, was, um, what's it, Nicholas Holt's character, they actually yes. made into a character, really, because that, um, species or, like, or culture is, like, explored in the previous films, but, like, just as these, like, cannibalistic like horrible people and all that and then you learn that oh these actually have like real people in them that Nic- are trying to Nicholas Holt is going to be a huge star he already he- is I mean he's beast and that's fun yeah yeah, yeah. but I mean he's but gonna he's really well yeah, he's, he's gonna he may go he's gonna rise above the supporting actor yeah. Kind of thing. yeah no I thought I thought he was great Charlie Theron was great I thought all of the um, Tom Hardy what Tom about Tom Hardy, Hardy? Tom Hardy he gets was... forgotten everyone's like it's Furiosa's movie it is Furiosa's movie but it's amazing well, Tom Hardy does. Oh, he's a, a good character job. Who doesn't yeah. really speak much because he doesn't speak all that much in that movie. Like I was watching it with my mom, and my dad, and they're like, "Does Tom Hardy ever open his mouth?" And I was like, "Not really." There was even <laughs> speculation that the character was the kid from um, Road Warrior, um, which George Miller is caught. He's debunked that theory, but he thought he uh, thought it was a. I mean, that was a legitimate one, mm-hmm. though. I mean, because you see, because that kid talks so little. I mean, because Max talks a little more in the originals yeah. than he does in Fury Road. Yeah, but no, but I just thought I just thought it was so perfectly put together, and that it's just beautiful, and the, the just the mu- even the music is great. Oh, it was too. just like everything was so like, you visceral were so and just, when that yeah, guitar guy came it was out, electrifying. you were just like, yes. you know, and that guy was a, is apparently an actual musician in a rock in an oh um, really like an Irish rock band or something. Uh, yeah. Oh, that's cool. You know, I didn't know anything about that. Yeah. But no, it's just, it's an awe-inspiring movie. It is be- It is beautiful. It does have a paper-thin story, but you don't, but it's, it's, it, yeah. but, but it's intentional. And honestly, I'm kind of glad because I feel like it would have taken itself too seriously yeah. then. Like, I feel like Well, that's the thing because Beyond the- Thunderdome merges, is more story in it of, of all three of mm-hmm. the originals and Road Warrior is still the best and mm-hmm. that has the least plot. Yeah, no, I, I think it was beautiful. Road Warrior is better than the original? Uh, yeah, the original one, he it doesn't uh, the is 
the world building isn't all there yet, you know, so it's more, he's more like a bad cop, kind of, and they're like, it, the apocalypse has just started. Yeah. Road so, Warrior is where you get to see all the Fury Road stuff. Yeah, no, but, but definitely also, if you've never seen a Mad Max movie, because I really wasn't going to go into right. it, you Start, can see this movie. Yeah, yeah, It, it yeah. builds the world beautifully for you in a, in a very simple way, too, like not really shoving it in your face. Sure. You mean all of a sudden some a new a new uh, piece of exposition pulls up on the side? <laughs> just like, hey, just rides you know up that shotgun. we're driving through? Yeah. No, but it's just, it's just like exposition, yeah. and you know, like, ah. Even they drive through this one place, and like you're like, well, I wonder where this place is. Yeah. And then later it tells you, and it makes sense. Yeah. It, like, it yeah. all makes sense. It's just, it's so, it's so wonderfully told. Yeah. Beautiful. So it that is, is my amazing. number one music awesome. movie. Awesome. That was my is number two. Mad Max Fury Road. So yep. move it over to What's Canada. your number one? My number one saw last week, and I mentioned it earlier in that, is The Big Short. Um, so hey, wait a second, wait a second. Hold on a second. We missed our number ones, right? Or no? No, we're no, we're going around. Oh, I thought we were yeah, ending yeah. number one with him. How did that get messed up? That is a good question. Oh, it got messed because up some of it over a lot because. Well, oh yeah, we went back to line. you. Yeah, yeah. By the way, by the so way, I'll, 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 it you. doesn't matter. No, we don't have to end with me because my number one's the big short. Oh, really? So number yeah. one. Wow. Wow. All right, cool. So we wow. both. Okay. So, what? Okay, so <laughs> this uh, and then you guys. Uh, so yeah, okay. So I think what I liked most about it, from a visual angle, one, it was because I and I usually don't like movies that are too fast paced and stuff like that, but. I just liked how the adrenaline was so prevalent here, and even though there were so many shots, and it was it can be exhausting an experience, and when it breaks the fourth wall, and does, and there's a just this huge amount of information it gives you, it is still just superiorly entertaining. And Adam McKay just that uh, he brought in his comedy background, but he also made a good drama. It was just stellar all around. To, to, it really, there's it's 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 masterful yeah. at, at being. Not a biopic, but like a, right. you know, based on real life, almost sure. everything that happens in it is true. Sure, somewhat dramatized, surely. Sure. Um, the 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 coming in with, and they use it judiciously. They don't overuse the bringing yeah. celebrities in to explain hard concepts. Yeah. like three different times. I think three is the right number. It was the perfect. It number. was. It was, it was the perfect number because they did it had, twice early, quickly, right. and Mark then there was a while, and, and then there was a while, yeah. and then there was the third one that yeah, popped yeah, in. Yeah, yeah. So the pacing on that was just fucking right. Yeah. you're just thinking, oh, are they going to keep doing this? And it doesn't happen for a while. Yeah. it's very thoughtful that whole yeah. movie. The, but the thing about it to me that was the most meaningful was uh, the characters. Yes. Michael Burry. I still think about that guy. He haunts my dreams. I yeah. didn't see uh, seriously. I did not. And for a movie about stock you traders, watch a, a movie about I, each of the, like, I didn't um, see. Really, I did not like, see that actor. I yeah. saw. Um, I saw the. I saw that character. Yeah. And the same thing with um, Steve Carell. Yes, I loved him too. He was really, really good. At first, he came into the room like bomb, and I was like, "Oh, this guy's kind of obnoxious." I have to watch this. I'm not looking forward to this. And uh, then you grow to love the guy and yeah. understand him deeply by the end. Yeah. But the but the other guy, the unsung hero of that movie for me was the narrator, Veretti or Vaghetti or oh um, yeah, um, Ryan Gosling. Yeah, he, oh, was, you know, he was when you talk about the kineticness yeah, nature yeah. of that movie. Yes. he was why it was kinetic for me. I he's agree. so pumped and yeah. he's so into it. Jack to the tits. And he's yes, yeah. and he's moving, but yeah. not like coke Jack to the tits. Even though there may right. be so, you know so, he probably was on coke. Right, right. They didn't make that part of the plot. He's just energetic and kinetic and moving yeah. and he's so interesting and I was thinking about him and I was thinking about Michael Burry for ever since I've seen it, I still think about them I'm fascinated and I mean I heard a lot about this from my mom she was really like big on this whole thing and talking about it but this really explained all the stuff I never got and it explained yeah, it, it so really well did. and yet it was so compelling yeah. I was not bored for two and a half hours the yeah. thing that was great about it to me is that as it was starting for about the first 15 minutes I'm sitting there I'm going what 
what are they doing? Yes. It's yeah. so boring, but then it's like, yes, it is boring. That's what they want it to be. Yes. And then it goes in with the Margot Robbie bit, which I think is the weakest of the three, and it's probably because there wasn't an yep. easy metaphor for what she had to explain It was there. the weakest of the three, yeah. Uh, but it went with the sex appeal angle, which is probably the other way to do it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I really like Anthony Bourdain talking about fish stew. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the, uh, all the side bets on Selena Gomez's hand. Uh, it's just... It did a really good job of, I can ex- have a better, I mean, not fully, I'm not a master class, but I know, I get what a subprime mortgage is, I get what a CPA, CPA? CPO, I, get, I CPO. I get what those are conceptually well enough to be like, okay, this is what happened and why it turned bad. Right. right. Uh, the other thing I really liked about it is, it has main characters, but it, it is very careful not to paint anybody as a hero or a good yes. person. Because yes. really, they're all kind of garbage human beings in the sense that they saw this coming and that puts them as like the protagonists of the film, but they didn't really do anything. They just saw, oh, I can make money off of this. Oh, so I, I disagree. I think Michael Burry is totally not a garbage human being. I think he's somebody who brought this, tried to, I mean, I love that Michael character. Burry, like Christian Bale? Yeah. No, that dude was all about, like, this. his job was, let's make money. It's not... Yeah. You know he's, you know he's, uh, in real life, like, he's borderline autistic. He's a... He well, is, that doesn't make him a... I'm not saying it makes he's him a not, villain. He didn't do it for emotional reasons. He tried to call this shit out. Nobody listened. They went to the radio. I mean, I, No, but I, saying I, he tried to call it out makes it sound like he was trying to get someone to do something about it. He was... Like, his thing was... They went to the ratings board, the bombs team did, and they tried to do something about it. All of them. They went to the uh, the place where they do the, the mortgage valuations, and they tried to get things changed. They went to Wall Street. Those other two dudes went to Wall Street to try to get it blown up. Nobody After listened. they Nobody were going to lose their money. That's very important to note with those guys. I think the movie... No, look. Every character I, gets a I, moment I, where I, the movie shows I, they are flawed people. I think it's Not fair, heroes. I, no, I think it's fair to say that they're not heroes, but I don't think it's fair to say that they're garbage people. All right. They're, they're not good people. All like, right. the two dudes out with the startup. I mean, really, they're just jags with a yeah. startup yeah. who stumble onto something. I mean, they're, like, like Brad Pitt is maybe the best person in the yeah, movie. Yeah, I agree. Because like, he, he wanted nothing to do with he it. He wanted to get away from that world entirely. Like, he literally has to tell them to it. stop dancing right. because people are going to lose their hopes. Oh, that is a really good part. Yeah, that is, that is a really good part. Well, Mike Baum was that way, too, though. Mike Baum was really, really conflicted about this. The whole time, he's like, really? Like, this is so fucked up. I agree with that, but there's also a level of personal crusade to him. I'm not saying yeah, that yeah. there are shades to them. Yeah, yeah it's maybe a bit hyperbolic to go, they're all garbage people, yeah. but they there are, are shades to them for sure. There are garbage people. Like, you know, Ryan Gosling's character is pretty much oh, terrible. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. I totally agree with you there. Yeah, that guy is all about, yeah, yeah. I totally agree with you. He would go in that category. But somebody you, you like, even though he's shit. Yeah. yeah. And it also has just great, great little scenes of, of real heartache. Like when even just the, the, the Mexican family that they come across living in one of those tenements. And it's just so, the guy's like, it's I've so been paying real. my rent. It's so real. Because that guy is so not like. He's not there to pull on your heartstrings. He's not like refined or polished. He's a dude that you got to be progressively minded to understand that. No, no, no. He's got tattoos and a huge beard. It doesn't mean he's not the best father in the world. Yeah. You know what I mean? And so it didn't stick it in your face. Yeah. It's not some like. It's like well, he's Hispanic, but he looks like white bread. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's an authentic person who's also an awesome parent. I just I like how it did all that. Like there were. It was nice subtlety. It was nice. It's just a movie that can deliver so much drama, so much comedy, keep it be entertaining and make you think. That's a rare accomplishment. And uh, and to harken back to, I mean, films like Wolf of Wall Street and all that was just so brilliantly executed. Definitely. Uh, but yeah, I loved it. I, I yeah, I just yeah. think, and also the guy that the, uh, that did freaking 
uh, Talladega Nights and Anchorman that's, that's and shit. That's and what I'm he saying. never did a drama before. And this was his drama. It's like, like what? It, it's like it was his last movie, and he was pouring everything he knew into it. Except I think it'll it. start a whole new career yeah, of amazingness. Too. I think yeah. it will too. It's really it's it's a bummer that it's not blowing up, and I get why because it there's it? so many people. Well, it's it, it hasn't made its budget yet. And I've heard it from several people where it's like, I lived through that. I don't want to see a movie about yeah, it. And that's yeah. the exact opposite opinion people need to have. People should see this movie yeah, because yeah, it's important. It ends with a warning, and it's yeah. it's yeah. it's just a really great film. Yeah. So I'm glad sure. both of you were able to put it on the list. Oh, uh, dude, hell yeah. Was it anywhere near your list? It was in my short list. Um, I'm always wary of movies I've just seen just because I try to let them sit. Sure, uh, sure. But it is a very, very, very good movie that I think, you know, in terms of best, it probably beat Ant-Man Um but, but, yeah, this is favorites are a big part of it, too. So Right, right. Uh, am I all that's left, I guess? You are. Yeah. Well, you guys. well, we get to share. We get to share. This was your number two. My number two. So, uh, but as sort of said earlier, my favorite movie of the year was It Follows. Um, I, <laughs> I was so, so excited for this movie. Um, I was looking forward to it. I loved the concept. It was getting good early buzz because it, you know, premiered at festivals in 2014. But it's sure. a 2015 movie. Um and then we, we I was, it was very a bummer because I see pretty much any horror movie I see with Kelsey. It's kind of our thing is to see horror movies. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of our many things. Uh, but this is one that we missed when it was in first run. And then weirdly, it didn't really air anywhere in Raleigh, but then it was at the Dollar Theater here in Raleigh. Yeah, it was. <laughs> or the $2, 250 whatever it is at this point. Yeah. Um, and we saw it. and The not $14 a ticket theater. Yes. Uh, and, and I was just, I was enraptured with it from the beginning. When we walked out, what makes it so good? It's just so narratively complex. It's so, yeah, Is it really and it's so tense? That movie makes you look over your shoulder after you're done watching nice. it. It's like you're just kind of like really. You're just kind of like. Even if you're not usually think, that moved by horror movies, you think I might be moved by it? It stays tense. Well, because it's all about paranoia. That's the thing. Because the the conceit at center is there is a demon, and if you have sex with someone who has the demon attached to them, it'll start following you, and it can it can appear. It can appear sexually transmitted demon. Yeah, Uh, it's uh, if this were a schlockier film, that's probably what it would probably be called. STD. (laughs) Yeah, but. Wait, like two years it'll happen. Yeah, probably. It'll happen maybe by the Sharnado people. Uh, the oh, the thing that works is that it's all about paranoia because you got me saying Sharnado. Early no. on, <laughs> I think it, it's great because you don't fully know. Is that you get the sense because the demon can be look like whoever it wants to look like. Its only rule is that it's always walking towards you, and it's going. It can look like whoever. So there are so many scenes where. It doesn't necessarily show up. You don't know if it shows up. Oh, don't tell me. Oh, this sounds amazing. But there's all of these people, and you're constantly left watching the crowd and looking around these scenes and being like, Is the guy there Is it or not? there? Is it that person? Is it that person? Oh, this sounds amazing. Oh, no, it's and there's so much ambiguity to it. because so in that way, there's twists, but not in the traditional sense. Yes. yes. Like, every scene is twisty. and yeah, Every, every scene, scene has twisty. tension as a result of this. And there's also, because you can obviously, you can have sex with people to pass it on further. Um, and then do you get rid of it? Uh, if it kills that person, it comes right back up the line. Yeah, that's, the, way that's it works. the whole thing. It's like so you can get rid of it, but it's only ever a staying measure. Yeah, and that's why, like after intellectually, that's you can think up. about it. Well, that's the thing. Intellectually, you can think about it. There, there are so many ways you can like game it out, right? You can be like, okay, well, I'm gonna sleep with someone who's moving to Japan. Demon's got to walk there and then walk back. That's plenty of time. But ultimately, your life is over because always it's like, are you ever really gonna be able to get rid of that paranoia? Are you ever going to be able to go, 
that person will never die and yeah is is it is it back to me is stuff about yeah, because, to happen because you don't know because do you ever get explanation of like, the demon and its origins in the movie uh you do not no you do the not the movie which, is very vague on that which is good is great about uh, the movie it keeps too. things mysterious and the other thing is, is there a sequel coming they are considering a sequel I but hope hopefully there not isn't because i think the way this movie ended was the perfect ambiguous enough. ending to how the movie was. Because there's a lot of these scenes, and it's very ambiguous about hap- what happens. There's scenes of a character, like, going on dates after they've gotten the the, the demon, and then there's scenes of someone trolling for hookers. Uh-huh. There's a scene that ends in, did she, did she really just do that or not? And there's mm-hmm. a lot of ambiguity. There's a lot of thinking. There's things that are not explicitly told. Like, you'll get a, a picture of someone in, like, the background, and then they'll show up, and they have a tie to the character, but if you didn't notice it, you aren't going to immediately get that. And so it leaves a lot of room to grow on a second viewing, which it did. I own it on Blu-ray. I've rewatched it, and it's a much richer film. And Micah Monroe is just stellar. She plays the lead, Jay. Um, she was also in The Guest, which mm-hmm. we watched. She's going to be in a couple of blockbusters coming up. I think she has the potential to become a really big star, and hopefully she will. Uh, the movie's very much... It's hard to say. I mean, I think it's pretty sex positive. It it, it doesn't do the... You're either the, the, you know, the prude or the slut. Yeah, She's no, just a girl. No, and she has girl. sex with a girl, a guy she's been out with a couple of times. And it ends up being a bad decision, but it's not like sex is the bad decision. Um, and I don't know. The movie just sticks with me. The more I thought about it throughout the year, it's one of the best horror. Horror has the ability to, to really explore things in a way sci-fi yeah. does through supernatural methods. Sure. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think horror just gets way the more The same flack. way zombie movies are, are almost never about zombies. They're about human nature. And human yeah, and that's yeah. become such a thing as to be cliche. I know. Oh, yeah. Uh, but... It Follows really did just, it, it lived up to all my expectations. I loved it, and I'm super excited to share it with more people and see what the director and other cast members do in the future. Um, wow. So, yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. So, those are our movies. Uh, wait a second. Where's Unfriended on the list, dude? That's that's an honorable mention. It was yeah, a fun no. time. It was a, it was it was a fun time. But it doesn't even come close to it follows. No. Oh no, not for horror. No, it follows far and away the best horror movie. Now yeah. I did not get to see the Ghost Dimension. Uh, what what what? Because it was in this weird limited release. Uh, it's you available didn't digital see now. The though. Ghost we should Dimension. finish that. We should probably finish that at some point. No. Wait, finish that? What do you mean? The par- it's the last paranormal it's the last, activity. Yeah, it's the last movie. paranormal activity movie. What? Yeah, it's the end of the series. What? This, this is supposed to wrap everything up. <laughs> Really? Yeah. Why? I don't know. They've made like a because billion good, of those, Because they needed to stop Although I've heard so it's many... pretty garbage, but we'll see. I'm excited for it anyway. Really? You know, wait, but what? I didn't get to see that or Krampus, why is it... which I would like to have seen. Krampus. But wait, I but... want to see that, too. But wait, but why? But what? But why is it the last one? It doesn't seem any kind of significant. No, it's just, I don't know. It's good to end it. I mean, they, they're answering all the questions. Yeah, they need to own. stop at some point. Because they, there was only so much that they could, like, just stretch to, to where they, they were already on stretching on. the marked one introduced time travel for god's sake it so <laughs> yes but i don't understand you 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 branch out with a hispanic themed one for uh, uh uh south american audiences it's like it seems like the thing is going in all these directions and then all of a sudden oh par- uh this was the last one what i don't know well that was like to explain the one half of it and now this is going to finish up explaining things because the marked ones really explained the origin, like the demon kind of, and now this will explain. But that everything. wasn't even intended for American audiences. No, it was. It was. It was, it was skewed that way. Yeah. But it's not like it came out in Mexico or first or anything. It just happened to star, you know, uh, oh. Latino characters. Oh. Anyway. Uh, so yeah. One, one thing to close. We want to name a movie that we're excited about. Twenty sixteen. 
Civil War. Civil War. Civil War. <laughs> I do have one obscure one. What's is, the way? Uh, is the next um, Nolan coming out next? No, not yet. No, sure. not yet. That'll be 2017, I think, is when it's planned. But yeah. One obscure one I have. Um, it's based on a short story by Neil Gaiman. It's called How to Talk to Girls at Parties. Hopefully it will be released this year, but it's a, it'll be a British one. Um, but it's just about... The story is about these two guys who go to a party and the girls there are aliens and it's just a really fun sci-fi comedy i could definitely see it as a especially as a british like sci-fi comedy film and it's, I, it's that i have high hopes for i that. believe the new fit the next 50 shades is coming out not this next oh. year but the year after so unfortunately that can't go on the list <laughs> uh big bummer there what are you gonna do i, I know. know and actually superhero movies i'm more interested in doctor strange and suicide Squad. oh dude oh dude the pictures that I saw, I now now that's absolutely my pick. Yeah. The pictures that I saw of Benedict Cumberbatch on Entertainment Weekly as yeah. Doctor Strange, I'm obsessed. Yeah. I'm fucking obsessed. That, that may become if that movie's done right, it'll be my favorite MCU movie. Because that'll that add something now. That'll add something new. Like I'm making that prediction out. now. Those yeah. robes, that outfit, yeah. the way he's he taking really that good role. In it, yeah. He is. He and is. And being cast too. Okay. That's the thing. Yeah. The thespian fucking cast is yeah. is the thing. There's actors that are like it's such a big cast for such a admittedly kind of schlocky director but i think he's the right guy I for mean, it you yeah. want a horror director i think yeah yeah for no, the I angle they're going with yeah. no offense to scott Derrickson. yeah dude i just freaking hope it rocks because it, it has all the potential to complete i mean when you hear that benedict Cumberbatch in that article he was talking about like what he's doing to get ready and he's like i know that audiences are going to analyze every twitch of my finger when i'm casting spells so yeah. i am going to make sure it is exactly right and that's awesome that is awesome that's, that's awesome. what oh, wait, you get the boy when you come t- out this year the what? boy comes out pretty soon the boy, yeah. <laughs> the boy what's that it's an amazing <laughs> looking horror movie. horror movie oh yeah no. uh, it's with then, maggie from walking dead yes yeah. and then uh one other one i'll give shout out to is ghostbusters I'm looking yeah, yeah i movie. love Paul yeah. that's another oh honorable mention spy gets wrong. <gasps> oh, spy was pretty oh, funny yeah. Yeah, yeah, Spy was another honorable mention. We, I don't want to get yeah, off no, on big yeah, tangents on this, no, but yeah, Hateful Eight is another honorable mention. Yeah. Uh, and we should, it'll be fun to talk about that at some point in the future. Yeah. But maybe we'll do a Tarantino rundown one day. Yeah, there's a lot that. of retrospectives fun. we could do and look back I at directors. Agree. Anytime. Uh, all right. Well, uh, take us home, Rich. Once well, again. on that note, uh, we are the Joy of Geek podcast. Uh, spun off from the joy of gaming. Sounds complex, but it will all come into much bigger focus this year. Uh, this is not just a uh, teaser, but a promise. The uh, the website will be coming out uh, in the next month or two. Uh, we're gonna we're gonna really kick this up. That is my goal for this year. Um, is to uh, you know we have a collective of talented people, um, and uh, I want us to all have a good place, a good clearinghouse, and a good voice uh, online. And this is gonna be it. The joy of fucking geek, dude. Get with it. Get, get with it or, or, or get at it. No, I'm just kidding. Follow us but, on Twitter I, and I, Facebook. I, I'm just kidding. Yeah, yeah. But follow... Yeah, why don't you... Uh, I knew you got some Twitter, Facebook follow stuff. Hit it. Yeah, on Twitter, I'm at KWShafe. That's a K-W-S-C-H-A-E-F. What's the joy of gaming? Um, at thing? the joy of game. Yeah. Uh, I'm at Indigo Master at E-N-D-I-G-O-M-A-S-T-E-R. Uh, Kelsey? I'm at Nerdy Loki. <laughs> nice. Word. Uh... I um I have to I have to check my Twitter handle. <laughs> I, I, I I tweet in for so many other places that anyway, um but uh but yeah so and also you can also the main clearinghouse right now is still thejoyofgaming.com although that is going to change. 
Um, but go to thejoyofgaming.com and you can find all of our podcasts there in one clearinghouse. You can also search for The Joy of Geek, I believe, on iTunes and you should be able to find it. But just search for The Joy of Gaming and you'll yeah. find everything. But soon that is going to change because I just having to say that it's hurting me. Um, <laughs> so, uh, yeah. Anyway, well, it will all it will all become clear. Uh, on that note, I am Rich Lepore. Jordan Alseka. Kevin Schaefer. Kelsey Lair. And we will see you very soon for, uh, is the next one? Yeah, next one is Joy of Gaming. Video games of 2015. Yeah. And then comics. Yes, and then comics. Awesome.